So we we met one morning early, and and I started walking through the routine of Apex Ten, and uh, you know here I am. I'm. It's like you'd think I was the trainer. I mean, I'm just like crushing through it, not even winded. He's on seven or eight up, and he's about ready to vomit. And he's like, you know, after that workout, he made it through. After that workout, he turned to me. He's like, man, deep respect that you can actually, you know, accomplish that, and you're not even winded. And you know, I said, well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I've I've been watching you for several months, and you've inspired me, you know, to be to be a better man, to be a better person. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a very inspiring and powerful conversation between myself and one of our Fit Father program members, Jeff Lowry. Jeff is 47 years young, and over the past eight months, he used our Fit Father 30X fat loss series, FF30X phase one, and all the way now into phase three to lose 80 pounds. He went from basically 280, even 281, and he just broke down under 200, seeing 199 on the scale for the very first time on Father's Day. What a gift that Jeff gave himself by committing to this program and walking the walk. And in this conversation, Jeff basically lays it out on what it took to lose the 80 pounds and totally turn around his health, to go from a place of having high blood pressure, fatigue, aches and pains and and digestive issues, to now being brimming full of energy, looking forward to exercise, looking forward to eating healthy foods because he just feels so good. And I love stories like these because they just show you what's possible in a short period of time if you really commit to your health and the amazing transformation that can happen physically for sure, but also mentally and spiritually. Jeff is walking the walk and a living example. So I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. And a couple of the tools that Jeff used throughout his journey that he mentions in this conversation is one, he used our Fit Father Super Fuel Protein Powder. It's amazing. As Jeff can attest, he liked the pumpkin spice recipe and a peanut butter recipe as well. But he used that for morning shakes to keep them full all the way until lunch it was huge for him. And he also used our Burn RX fat burner as well to help boost his metabolism and his energy and control his appetite. These were two tools that he mentions using alongside our FF30X program series. So if you're interested in that stuff, there's going to be links in the description as well. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's conversation with Fit Father, Jeff Lowry. All right, Jeff, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. It is fun, right? I mean, it is a nice to meet you. This is the first time we're speaking, but in many ways, I have the privilege of having like seen a lot of your journey and read your story. So for me, it's like, I know you, and yet I'm also so excited to hear this incredible story. And before we get into that, I would love for you to introduce yourself to everyone listening here, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about what you do for work and a little bit about your family. Nice. Yeah. Well, my name is Jeff Lowry. I am 47 years old. I'm married happily of 20 years. I've got three kids. Uh, one's in college. I've got uh, two others that are in uh, high school now. So, uh, so yeah, full house here, two dogs. We recently moved back to the U.S. We were living in Canada for about eight years, but we moved back to the U.S. in uh, July of 2021 and uh, live here in Winter Garden, Florida. I work in the life safety electronic security industry. I've been in the service manager, service leader for about 25 years in that industry. So we uh, we protect lives and and property is what we do. Cool. That's awesome. Well, it's great. It sounds like you have a very beautiful family to stay healthy for, and now you've made this transformation. And that kind of just 
begs the question, like what got you initially to commit to getting into a focused period of, of looking at your health and also where were you at? Like, what was your weight at when you started? So take us back to kind of the beginning, your weight and some of your stats, and then what actually got you to, to say, I really got to make some changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll kind of even go back a little bit further. When we were living in Canada, COVID was not kind to really the country and a lot of people that were in lockdowns. And so, you know, during that, well, roughly two year period of on and off, um, it was, uh, it was a lot of working from home, easy access to snacks, easy access to food at your fingertips. And, uh, I started putting on the weight really heavily. I've always, I've always been kind of a, was always kind of a big guy from my probably late 30s to early 40s. So I've always carried a bit of weight with me, but COVID just sort of, you know, threw gas on that fire and uh, really just compounded it. And then uh, when we made the decision to move back to the States in July, after being in lockdown for two years, you know what, we came to a world here in Florida where COVID didn't exist. And for the most part, we had access to every restaurant known to man. We ate out a lot. Uh, I would often go out with my work colleagues and we would grab lunch out every day. You know, we'd hit all the barbecue places and all the all the places that would just pack on the pounds. So, Man, I got to tell you, by the time into summer hit of last year, I was every bit of 280 pounds, if not more. And it was funny, I always used to joke when I was younger because I was as thin as a rail growing up. And I used to have some pictures of me in, in high school where I would play basketball. And I was as skinny as they come. And my parents used to joke with me, oh, I forgot to put some you know, meat on those bones. And I always used to joke, I'm going to weigh 300 pounds one day. You know, and little did I know how close I actually came to that. And yeah, so I was at uh, 280 pounds. I had high blood pressure. I've been on high blood pressure medicine since I was uh, probably in my 30s. Sleep apnea. I had constant digestive issues to where I was pretty much couldn't hardly eat anything, you know, and, and keep a you know keep a standard stool pattern that kind of thing. It was uh, it was uncomfortable. And uh, outside of just that, I was my latest lab results when I got my checkup here in the U.S. was I was pre-diabetic. And, you know, I'd heard this before. My doctor says, hey, you got to make some changes. You know, you know the drill, diet and exercise. And, of course, at that point, you're kind of in denial. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm going to live to be forever. But, you know, in right before we'd moved to Canada, um, you know, I'd lost my father to colon cancer. Um, and so when you look at the family history, uh, the potential was that I could follow in my in my father's footsteps. And so after looking in the mirror and realizing that, yeah, I, at some point I need to make a change. And there was a friend of mine in Canada after we'd moved back to the States that he had gone through some transformation. And I kind of texted him on Facebook and said, hey, what did you do? What did, what did you change? And uh, he said, you know, hey, I, I went through this program and I hired a personal trainer and, you know, you know, taught me how to eat. So he connected me with this guy and, you know, we just didn't really jive. It just like there was just something off there. And so I started searching. I started looking for something locally that I felt like that could meet what I was looking for in my weight loss and knowing that I needed to make a change. 
And so that's when I stumbled across FitFather, actually, you know, through Google searching. And, you know, one of the major things that's really stood out for me is, sure, FitFather sells supplements and things that are supportive of that, but the, the, the supplements are there to support the members. It wasn't like you were out there to sell to the general public. And so for me, that that stood out as, hey, this is legit and something I can get behind. And uh, so that's how I found the FitFather program. Nice. So you take the plunge, you sign up for the program. And I imagine that initial phase of getting set up, it's like such a crucial part of the journey to read, to learn, to watch, to go through some of the early things. Talk to us about what it's like getting started on the nutrition plan first off. Well, I'll kind of back up even a little bit further that anybody who knows me knows that like when I make a commitment to do something, sometimes I go to the extreme. So it's like there's nothing done halfway. It is like, uh, you know, over exceed, overachieve is kind of just sort of my thought. So when I decide to buy something, I research everything to the nth degree. When I decide to do something, you know, do a home project, it is like the best of the best. That's what I'm looking for. And so when I made the commitment to say, okay, I need to make this change, you know, I, I had sat my wife down and said, you know, hey, I, w- I want to make this change. I want to go through this program, but I think you know what that means for me is that I'm going to be like, I'm going to be all in. Like it is game on, bring it, uh, and and I will achieve that goal. It may not be quick, but I will get there. And so we really just started to, she, she got behind me, realized, you know, hey, yeah, you have put on the weight and, you know, she knows what the long-term benefits and knows my mindset is like, once I commit, it's in. So, you know, once I made the decision, it was like, all right, now what? First things first, let's study, let's read everything possible. I mean, I read every ounce of every material, every every instruction manual, you know, and and really invested in some things that I knew would help me be successful. Things like a smart scale, uh, because I knew I was a, I'm a data guy. I love to see metrics. I like to see numbers. I like to track things. You know, I subscribe to a calorie counter because I wanted to know what I was putting in and the macros and all that kind of stuff. And we can talk a little about that later, you know, but uh, I really dove in, bought, you know, you know, uh, bento boxes that would really help us, uh, you know, um, you know, meal plan, things like that. So those were all kind of things that, uh, that really helped me, you know, set myself up for success, you know, blenders, things like that, that just really, really helped me prepare to when I face those temptations, you know, to have, you know, the right food on hand. One of the things we did was we purged our house of junk food, at least the stuff that I liked. And my wife and family, had, even though it was, you know, they weren't really bought in to their own health yet, they helped me buy, you know, we didn't buy cookies, we didn't buy chips, we didn't buy the things that were there that I that that caused me to get to where I was uh, before. And so, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that was sort of the first steps there of, uh, of, of what we had to invest in to make, uh, to make this journey and transformation successful. Yeah. And you start the nutrition plan. And because I remember I, I saw in prep for this podcast, when you're coming on, you fill out the intake form. And I saw that you started the nutrition plan before exercise and you started to lose some weight. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So I actually focused on the nutrition plan for the first 30 days. I didn't step foot inside a gym. Exercise was kind of like, okay, if, if I can master the nutrition piece, the exercise will come, even though it's kind of like the piece that I loathed, you know, it was the piece that I really didn't want to do. 
because I was a foodie. Okay. So I loved, uh, I loved all things, you know, Southern cooking, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, biscuits and gravy and, uh, you know, and Chick-fil-A, we were like this, you know, we were, <laughs> we, uh, we had this, just this love to eat. And, and so I knew that if I could focus on the nutrition and focus on that piece, that that would set me up for the rest of my, rest of my journey. So, so absolutely, it was finding those core foods, those core go-tos. I already love chicken. I love salmon. And then really just finding those vegetables that we just kept on hand, kept in our fridge and kept stock that, so when, you know, time to eat came, we had it ready to go. It was no like, hey, what am I going to eat? It was, it was really preparing ahead and having all that stuff at my fingertips. Yep. So it was, it was a good amount of preparation and systemizing everything, like getting the tools with the scale and the blender and the bento boxes. And it sounds like you did some meal prep, like you just cooked some chicken and some salmon in bulk, some veggies in bulk, and then you kind of pulled from that for dinners. What'd you do to start the day off? How'd you, what did like a day in your life look like as you're starting to lose weight? Run us through like an average day of healthy eating on this plan for you. Absolutely. So my wake up plan was I had the super fuel shake in the morning time and that's what I did. So, uh, I tried them all, tried all the recipes cause I'm going to try them all. And, and I found my two go-to shakes and the ones that I loved and the ones that I just knew that like, Hey, I could have this every day for the rest of my life kind of thing. And I fell in love with the pumpkin shake cause I love, love pumpkin pie. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. That's my wife's favorite. She loves that one. Love it. And, uh, and then my peanut butter, the peanut butter chocolate was was fantastic and so you know i went so far to bought like to buy the containers to house them and label them and all that kind of good stuff so it's uh you know i've got my own cabinet for for meal shakes and that cabinet stays there today and my wife you know pulls from it in the mornings now too so it's great nice okay so you have the shake in the morning i imagine some water and hydration in there too at some point very much so. Yep. Yeah. So getting used to that 30, 32 ounces in the morning right off the bat was, was, was an adjustment. Um, you know, cause you're not used to drinking water, you're used to usually grabbing an orange juice or something like that. And of course, all that's gone away. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, started down in the, the, the ounces of water and then, you know, you have your shake there in a little bit. Um, and then I would be able to last all the way until about, and that would be probably, around 6.30 in the morning. And I would actually last all the way until about 11 o'clock, uh, which, which I, I would eat an early lunch. And my lunch would either consist of like um, uh, an Ezekiel bread sandwich or like something with a bento box where I would do like a chicken. Uh, I've recently got to salads. So where I'm doing salads with the chicken uh, protein in there. Uh, so I've bought some, you know, salad containers that allow me to be able to, you know, have it on the go. Um, and then usually around mid-afternoon, I'm on a protein bar. I have one protein bar or usually some sort of nuts or something for a snack in the afternoon. That's usually around probably 2.30-ish, 3 o'clock-ish. And then I'm eating dinner by probably 5.30 at the latest. So I'm usually home by 5. Uh, I mean, dinner by 5.30, 6 o'clock at the latest. I don't eat past that. And of course, throughout the day, I've got an app on my phone. I track my water. I know exactly what my water intake is. So I'm I'm truly doing the half my body weight plus 32 consistently every day. And then, uh, yeah, so that's 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 basically my nutrition every single day. And it was funny, you know, when we have these accountability programs, like, hey, are you planning? It's like, ah, I kind of got this down to a science. I know exactly what I'm eating, you know? So it's like copy-paste, you know, anytime you're doing those. So... 
For sure. And I mean, which makes me happy to hear a couple of things. One, that, that was the goal of the program was to help you, a guy like you, Jeff, develop your copy and paste plan that works for you. And this kind of begs the question I'm thinking about. If you were to tell yourself before you started the program, you know, the guy that loved the chicken and biscuits and the Chick-fil-A kind of stuff about this nutrition plan, how would you describe it? Would you like hard, enjoyable, sustainable? Like, how would you how would you explain this to somebody who might think like, oh man, that's going to be some terrible diet you're going to hate? I think for me, uh, all the things that were in the diet, I already liked. I didn't dislike vegetables. I didn't dislike salmon. I didn't dislike chicken. I ate that, but maybe it was the wrong kind. So it's like I might have fried chicken or I might have, you know, a lot of fried fish, you know, and things like that, that, that or French fries and, you know, things that, you know, I would eat a lot of those kind of things. And I just simply replaced the bad for maybe things that I liked. You know, for example, instead of French fries, I've gotten a, a major craving for Brussels sprouts. That's like my that's like my thing and asparagus. So instead of having, you know, maybe fried chicken and fries or fried fish and fries, I would have, you know, a grilled chicken uh, or a grilled piece of salmon with some asparagus or some Brussels sprouts. Those were things I loved, but just never really bought because I was the only one that ever ate them. And so now the family has learned to sort of adapt to even the diet that, that I'm, I'm eating now or the food that I'm eating now. They love it. And so uh, that's the exciting piece is seeing that spill over into my family as well. For sure. Yeah, it is really exciting. I mean, how that's impacting their health. And for context, as you've been following this nutrition plan, how much weight have you lost up to this point today since starting? And what was the start date and time frame of that? So I started uh, right around early part of November 2021. And I have lost 80 pounds up until Father's Day, this past Father's Day. So that was my uh, weighed in at, uh, started at 280, I weighed in at 199. So technically 81 pounds, you know, but uh, this is kind of phase one for me. Right. You know, we could talk about what that, you know, what that looks like for phase two, uh, you know, and, and what's next steps, you know. Yeah. And I, I do want to talk about that. And I think that kind of brings us probably into the training and exercise side of this discussion now too. You felt that you were the exercise was something that you weren't interested in off the bat. You know, you could start with nutrition. You knew it was going to be something that was going to challenge you. There was a gap and a deficiency there. And I know it did challenge you, but it also brought out a lot in you as well. And I want to get to the story of you working out in time with your super fit buddy and smoking him in the apex. But before we get there, let's, let's start like, what's it, what was it like? The real deal starting exercise, you maybe were down 20, 30 pounds since that, but you're starting exercise 250 pounds or so. What was that like? What's the reality of the situation and where have you come to? Well, I'll tell you this. The first part was the fear of the gym. Okay. And the first part was finding the time to exercise that fit within a schedule that worked. Yeah. And so the struggle for me was, okay, if I do this at home, uh, the only time I can do it is er is early in the morning and, and I'm going to wake up half the house, you know, uh, trying to exercise in, at least the way my house is configured, you know, to make that work. Uh, I li- I'm fortunate enough to live in a neighborhood that has a, a, a community gym inside the neighborhood that I can go to and work out. But, you know, I, when I come home in the afternoons, I'm exhausted. I'm done. And so to try to find that time in the afternoon was tough. It was uh, it was a difficult, uh, you know, time slot. And the gym was packed during that time. And so a guy like me who had never been in the gym before, that was uncomfortable. 
it was intimidating and not knowing, you know, how to use machines and what's gym etiquette and all that kind of stuff that you're self-conscious about going into a gym, you know? And so I decided to, you know what, if I'm going to make this work, I just need to, I need to go to the gym early in the morning. I was already a morning person. So for me to get up early in the morning was nothing. I just bumped it back an hour. And so I started going to the gym at 5 a.m. in the morning every morning. And uh, well, when I, I'll take that back. When I started out, it was about three days a week. And doing, I got to tell you, and Ben Sterling can testify to this, I belly ached about that Apex 10 for the longest time. And, you know, I just felt like, you know what, I really enjoy the weight training and I really enjoy, you know, uh, you know, lifting weights. That's my, that's kind of my vibe. That's kind of my jive. I like that. But really, admittedly, what my what my fear was is I'm a task guy. So not being able to complete Apex 10 drove me nuts, you know. And so I finally just sucked it up and I was like, listen, if I got to do this thing from my knees, I'm going to finish one of these. And that's what I did. So for three days a week there for a while, I was doing the Apex 10 from my knees, you know, doing my the Renegade Rose from my knees. And then what I started doing was I started like, you know, I started getting up a bit. And I was like, hey, let me see if I can do half of it, you know, with push-ups and then the other half and the other half from you know off my knees and do the renegade rows half off my knees. And then as as it just got easier and easier and easier. And then you mix in hit trainings and you missed in mix in strength with it. And then of course I'm I'm now into phase uh phase three, uh halfway through phase three. I'm in the gym six days a week. I, I and at every morning at 5 a.m. And I'd mention this uh, sort of in my intake is, you know, you see a lot of people come and go during that during that eight month period, you know, especially around like New Year's. They all show up around New Year's, you know, and then they're gone after about two to three weeks. But you know what? There's a couple of guys there at the gym that I would see every morning, every morning. And, you know, there was a, a guy that I became friends with and, uh, you know, I would I would watch him exercise and here I am, you know, 250 pounds, you know, you know, trying to do this and doing this stuff from my knees and, you know, and I'd watch him and he's just crushing it. And I'm just like, I want to be like that guy. I, and, you know, I, I want to be like him was kind of my, what I aspired to be. And, you know, here it was, eight, you know, after doing this for eight months, I decided one day to brush off old Apex 10 because I hadn't done it in a while. I was like, hey, I'm going to do Apex 10 again just for fun, you know, and uh, said said no one ever, I guess. But, uh, you know, so so I, I uh, I uh, to, to start doing the Apex 10, well, he noticed me doing this, this workout. And he's like, he's like, man, that looks pretty cool. He goes, do you mind if I work out with you maybe one day next week? I was like, sure. So we we met one morning early and and I started walking through the routine of Apex 10 and uh you know here I am I'm it's like you'd think I was the trainer I mean I'm just like crushing through it not even winded he's on 7 or 8 up and he's about ready to vomit and he's like you know after that workout he made it through after that workout he turned to me he's like man deep respect that you can actually you know accomplish that and you're not even winded and you know i said well i got to tell you i got to tell you i've i've been watching you for several months and you've inspired me you know to be to be a better man to be a better person and to really you know try to achieve you know certain workout goals and uh and yeah so so we 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 see each other every morning in the gym and it's uh, it's it's become a great friendship and so uh, I've enjoyed that piece that's a beautiful story and a really special moment too and I I want to also just recognize you for a second in this 
how far you must have come from being on your knees struggling with an apex to be able to rock that thing out in around 30 minutes and doing that more so than the guy you were looking up to. So that's a testament at 47 too, right? I mean, that's no joke. It never ceases to impress me how much one's fitness, cardiovascular and muscular fitness can still improve well into the 40s, 50s, and beyond. I mean, I can't imagine how much better your heart health is to be able to do the apex now this much better. I mean, you got a lot more years in that cardiovascular system now, that's for sure. Well, that's that's the amazing thing that I've noticed too, is like when I'm doing the cardio, the HIIT workouts, you know, uh, I remember when I first started those and, and that, that just, that, that dreaded me, you know, treadmills weren't my thing. I just, I didn't really enjoy running. And, uh, so I, I found the air bike, the air bike was my, was my go-to. And I remember it was so easy for me to get to like 150, 160, 100, you know, 70 beats per minute, uh, you know, on that, on that, on that hit minute there. But, uh, you know, now it's up. I got to crank that sucker up to try to get to 130. You know, I'm like, I'm like, good Lord. You know, this is, uh, you know, you got to really, you know, dive in. And so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's been fun. I want to make another comment because you mentioned something I thought was pretty interesting is that you, you at that time, you, dr- you used the past tense that you were dreaded doing the exercise. Has it become more fun for you in the process? I know it's still hard, but like, what's the, what's your relationship to movement and exercise and how has that changed? It has one because the confidence in the gym is there, you know, because I'm not afraid of the equipment. I'm not afraid of, of being around people. It's almost like you kind of walk in and you own the place at that point. You know, you're kind of like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm, I know what I'm here to do. And you stop worrying about what people think of you and what people, what you, whether you, you know, whether you look odd or whatever, because, you know, and that's another thing is you look at people that are trying to improve their health and you got to, you got to level respect with, for them because like, I was there. I was that guy. I know what you're going through, you know? And so, uh, so for me, you know, uh, now I enjoy it much more, um, because, uh, because, you know, I, I know how and, 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 you know, my muscles don't ache. I'm, you know, I'm not sore. And, um, you know, and there sure, certainly, I think the only, I take that back. The only time I get sore is when, when I, when I hit one of the new workouts that, that they're assigned to me through one of the phases, then you feel like, like, okay, that's going to take a couple of workouts to sort of work through. But you know what? You, you recover really quickly. And, uh, it's, it, you know, for me, it was the determination that I'm going to do this. You know, you know, I kind of, uh, I'd mentioned, uh, earlier about, you know, some inspiration that maybe I'd had, uh, you know, in this journey with exercise and really just determination and focus and just sort of that, that, that focused mindset back, uh, when I first started this journey, one of the, I watched the documentary called 14 peaks. And if you haven't seen that, it's, it's about, uh, it's about a mountain climber, that really didn't start out as a mountain climber. He started out in other special forces and things like that, and then determined he was going to climb the 14 highest peaks in North America. Uh, Nimsdia is his name. And um, I remember around March time period, uh, I was going to a, a company national conference, and I'd gotten an email, and they said, hey, here's the keynote speaker for the conference. And it turned out it was Nims. So I called my wife up, and I was like, 
you're not going to believe who the keynote speaker is at our at our company event. And when I told her it was Nim, she was you know super jealous. But you know what? You know it was one thing seeing the documentary, and I recommend anybody to watch that if you want some inspiration. That that will if that doesn't light your fire, I don't know what will. But man, that guy is a machine, and and getting the chance to meet him in person and shake his hand and really sort of share with him a little bit my story and what I was going through. Uh, it was it was really a defining moment, and one of the things that that he says in his film, and he's actually said it to me. He goes, "You know, uh, giving up is not in the blood, sir. It is not in the blood." And oftentimes, I would go through these workouts, and yeah, they may be tough, but that would ring. That phrase would ring in the back of my mind: "Giving up is not in the blood," and just kind of pushing through when it when I felt like you know what, it's time to give up. And you know, so today it's just like you know. Uh, that's that sticks with me. So and and there's no doubt everyone listening to this and, and watching this, whether on the podcast or watching on YouTube, can see that kind of fire and energy is absolutely lit inside of you. And I, I know that part of that is because you've overcome a lot of challenges through these hard workouts and you've pushed through. And I'm curious, how has this mindset or maybe even just the energy translated into the other areas of your life, like outside the gym, in your work and in your family? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I do that I participate, I'm heavily involved in our church every on on Sundays. Uh, I've been a worship leader for many years and um, and throughout my life. And one of the things that obviously is a bit of self-conscious, especially if you're involved in a very large church, is, man, I'm a big guy on stage. You know, that's, that's something that you, when you watch the videos back, you're kind of like, you know, was that me? Do I do I really look that big? You know, and, and I got to tell you, just the confidence and the freedom, and and just even vocally, the ability to you know, with breath control, which is a lot of a lot of things for vocalists, that really affected this weight loss. Really improved, you know, uh, vocally to be able to to handle those kind of things. Not to mention just you know the confidence at work and the people to see is like, wow, you've had a major transformation. And so it's it's a great feeling, you know, the confidence of being able to go to the pool and not have to wear a shirt. You know, I can't tell you, I was one of those guys. I'd go to the beach and I'd have to wear a shirt or the pool wear a shirt just because I was ashamed of what I looked like. And, uh, you know, now that confidence is, you know, is there and, you know, I'm not, I, I, that, that fear no longer exists. And so, so yeah, there's a confidence across the, across the entire spectrum, you know, in, in my personal life as well. Nice. I mean, it's beautiful to hear. And, you know, I'll, I'll share a little interjection here, especially with you being a worship leader. For me, it seems that I feel closest to God when my body is aligned as well as my mind and my heart. It's just something about it when all these pieces are together and something's out of alignment. For me, I think it's like, it's a way to connect so much deeper spiritually. So there's that. And I want to ask too, what's it been like for your family to see you go through this journey? Your wife was obviously massively supportive for you in the beginning and, and knowing that you're the kind of guy that was going all in. What's it like for your kids and, and your wife to see you go through this, you know, and yeah, just speak to that, please. Yeah, and and I, and I think it's one of those things to where they're proud to have a dad that's not you know extremely heavy. I think that's that's something that I think they are because my my kids. I've got a Father's Day picture that we just took, and they're pretty thin guys. They were like me. You know, and I think for me too is setting the example for them as to hey, 
you know, you really do need to take care of your health. You need to take care of your, of the way that you, the way that you look and the way that you appear. And, and because, you know, if I'm going to be with them and be able to be able to support them and, and, and be the father that I need to be, you know, I need to take care of myself. And I think they see that and they saw that, that I took it seriously. My wife as well. My wife has, has benefited not only from the fact we're eating healthier as a family. She joined the Fit Mother program and she lost, uh, you know, she lost a significant amount of weight through that program as well. And uh, so it's been a transformation for our family. Nice. That's beautiful to hear. Now, I want to ask you, because you mentioned earlier, and we're going to kind of loop back now, that you feel like you're in phase one of your journey, getting the weight off. Like, what's in store for you? What, what are you excited about? What's the next steps for you from here? Next goal is 15 to 18% body fat. And then I'm flipping over to old school muscles is my plan, you know? So I love it. You know, I had, uh, you know, I had invested in some things like DEXA scans to sort of tell me, Hey, we're what, you know, what do I need to do to get to from point A to point B? And, uh, you know, really my focus is, is just to continue. I'm going to finish out, you know, the FFX 30, you know, the program all the way through phase four, uh, and then hopefully by that time, I'm going to be ready to, to make that, to make that, uh, switch, uh, flipped and, and flip over to old school muscle and really just dive in and really just sort of tone, tone up, um, and, and build some muscle because that's going to be important, especially as I age, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that, 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 uh, that muscle mass there, um, uh, because we're not getting any younger. And so, uh, you know, we need to take care of that, take care of that now. So, and I, I gotta say the base of fitness you will have having gone through all phases of FF30X is going to be tremendous going into old school muscle. You're going to kick butt on that program. And quite frankly, it's a lot easier. Like if you're through the hard part, I mean, it's kind of fun once you're lean to start lifting heavier things and taking your rest in between sets, you know? So, right. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a really cool journey and trajectory you've been on. And, and it, what's fun is I know what you have in store through those phases of OSM. Like you have a lot of fun stuff to dive into and I'm really excited for you on that. Now, I want to ask you, what are a couple of the biggest like aha moments or realizations that you've had going through this program? They could be tactical stuff about like different things, whether it's fasting or nutrition or certain kind of things with workouts or maybe even personal revelations. Anything that really stuck out to you or really anything that you just feel like you really want to share while we're here on the podcast? Um, I, I would say that there were, there were moments, uh, you know, cause I, I got on a momentum early on to where I just started losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. And I would, and then I would get into the exercise and lost more weight, but this journey wasn't perfect. There were moments that I plateaued and I had to reach out for help. And, and I think those were, those were moments that, you know, as I, as I really dove into the science behind it, I wanted to know why I wanted to know how to you know, hack my body, so to speak, you know, what are the macros that I needed to achieve? What are the calorie counts that I need to achieve just to get there? Because that's just the way I kind of think. And I know that's not for everybody. Some people just need the simplicity. They need the direction. They need the focus. But for me, I really needed that, that science behind it and the metrics behind it so that I, so that I could achieve the goal that I was set. And sometimes that would even be daily. And, you know, but there were mornings that I would get on the scale and I would see it, uh, I would see it increase a pound. And I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? You know, I had this sort of this self-conscious, like, what did I do wrong? I burned the calories. I ate right. I, I, you know, and what I learned was, is 
your body has ups and downs. It's not about that one day short term gain. It's about the it's about the longer. And so, I still had an average twelve pounds a month that I lost, and you know, and I would constantly see it trending down. And I think so for me, I, I actually found one of the big aha moments was that the nutrition was for me because I liked the things that I was eating was actually a lot easier. I found that I spent less on groceries because I wasn't buying the chips and the cookies and the fast food and the fried items. And I wasn't buying all the junk that I would consume. And so while I would spend more money on quality foods like organic chickens and organic you know, fish and things like that, organic vegetables, I would buy the higher quality stuff. My grocery bill at the end of the month was still less. And that was a big aha moment for me. It's like, wow, we really spend as even as a society, the amount of the amount of money that's wasted on on food that just is, you know, brings, you know, very little or no nutritional value is shocking. And so, you know, that was a that was a big aha moment for me, you know, related to like just what we spend every month on food. So Yeah. Nice. Well, I want to ask you, it's, it's pretty related to that is in this process, how has your relationship to food changed? Like, how do you look at food now versus then? So uh, I still love food, uh, but I, I will say my my palate has changed a bit. I enjoy more hot and savory than I do sweet. And it was funny. I gave up the I gave up the sweets for hot sauce. And if you ask my wife, I literally put hot sauce on everything now. Eggs, you name it, hot sauce goes on it, you know, kind of thing. And so I've developed this just this palette of, and I think that's what really sort of feeds my need and for for that savory food is to really, you know, health food is not bland. It doesn't have to be bland. You can you can put things on it that are healthy that really give it that pow flavor and and you actually crave it. You know, and so that was a that was a big thing for me was while I still love food, I can I can now still achieve that same, you know, uh, euphoria that I get from, you know, from really adding some spice to it. Whoever thought that Brussels sprouts would be so good, you know? (laughs) So I think the fun part has been trying all the different recipes that are out there, like, hey, you know, olive oil or different things you might put on it, you know, spices that you might put on it to really just give it that bang. And and that's what I, I enjoy that piece. So, yeah. Nice. And I will plus on that. It's, it's cool to have this as being as much of an experiential new learning journey. Yes, you're losing the weight, but along the way, you're just learning so much, just being exposed to new things, trying new things. And that's got to be really fun. I mean, it adds a lot of engagement to this process. Now, I want to, towards the close of this, I'd love for you to chat a little bit about some advice that you would give guys who are starting out, who are really early in the process. Like in that early time, what's some words of wisdom you have for a guy who maybe feels like you were had a tough COVID time, a lot of weight packed on, you know, maybe even a guy like you who feels like he's been a, he can really flip the switch in other areas of his life. Like, what would you say to yourself back then now that you've been through what you've been through? Yeah. I, I, I would say the biggest piece is the mental game. It really is. And I think I read a lot often, I often read a lot of the comments on Facebook and guys that are struggling, you know, with certain things. And, you know, I think my first advice is, is if you're going to go through this program, just go for it. You know what? And, and that doesn't mean half doing the nutrition plan. That means following it. Okay. And because I can promise you that if you follow it, it works. 
you know, having lost 30 pounds without ever stepping foot in the gym just goes to show that nutrition plays such an enormous part of this. And so the mental game has to be strong, has to be there so that you can, you can, uh, you know, just commit to it. I think the other thing is, is get the family buy-in. I think that was huge for, for, for me was get, get an ally on your side, whether it's your kids or your, or your spouse, you know, that's really going to support you and, and not be that hindrance. And my wife knows that she wouldn't offer me that piece of chocolate cake or or the ice cream at the party. There for the first early days, I did not have a free meal. I stayed away from that because I knew my, what my temptation levels were and that if I crossed that line, I would continue to fall back into it. And so I made I made the conscious choice to really focus on on uh, on staying away from those kind of things. So so my advice is is like if you're all in, you're all in, and and really then just just follow the program, follow the especially follow the nutrition plan. And if you need help with the exercises, I see guys do this all the time. You know, reach out. You know, Ben and Cat have been fantastic. They've been a huge a huge supporter. Um, and like I say, Ben and I have corresponded on 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 numerous occasions about various things because, you know, I like to I like to hack into his brain a little bit about the nutrition counts and things like that. So so it's been it's been fun to engage with the team. And uh, but they've they've been great. So that's amazing. And I want to ask you in closing to you now. What does it mean to be a fit father? You know what? It's 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 it was a lifestyle change for me and it's really, you know, it's it's a father that 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 is conscious about his health. Uh knows that that what he is doing today will, you know, set a trajectory for the next few years of your life. You know, if I didn't learn how to eat healthy now, you know, my lifespan is shortened. And, you know, I need to be there for my kids. I need to be there for my wife. And, you know, not only that, I need to be there for myself. And, and you know, it was, uh, so for me, being a fit father is is truly a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. It's not a fad. It's not something you do once and then stop. It is a, you know what, make a conscious choice to live healthy. And honestly, once you get into it, it's addicting. And you really find, to me, I find it much I find it way easier now than when I first started, just way easier. And, you know, I don't get those hungry cravings. I don't get those, you know, that need to feel like I need to, you know, you know, eat an entire pizza in one setting, you know, those are, those days are gone. And so, so that's the exciting part of it. So it is Jeff. I mean, you have positive momentum and the wind in your sails. That is clear to me. I'm excited about your future ahead. I'm damn proud of you. And I know our entire team is as well. I'm sure Catherine and Ben are going to be smiling big time when they listen to this podcast, just knowing that all the effort that they pour into you and in supporting you has been paid off a million fold through your incredible transformation. So I want to thank you for being a fit father and for having the confidence to come on here and share your story vulnerably and humbly. And I'm excited for you to be at that 15, 18% body fat to get through phase four and onwards onto OS my friend. You're awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. 
Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.